This is Blank on Blank, distributed by the public radio exchange PRX.org. I'm David Gerlach. The year was 1970. Maya Angelou had just released I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, and she was in Chicago to sit down with the legendary storyteller and interviewer Studs Terkel. There's so much to hear in this intimate conversation they had. Uh, as hope, she touched on all the raw and uh, you know emotional stories that drive this you know famous book about her upbringing. But then she also talked about con men and counting cards, and we we just couldn't resist. Roll the tape. The one thing that con men will tell you, the only way you can be a mark is if you want something for nothing. If you're greedy, you're set up. Perfect. This interview has recently been brought back to life as part of the new Studs Terkel radio archive. Be sure to check it out. Okay, here's Studs. Daddy Cladell was your stepfather. Yes. And Daddy Cladell lived by his wits. Daddy Cladell owned pool halls and gambling houses. Daddy Clydell knew the rackets, so he taught me how to look at cards and see if they were marked, how to weigh dice and know if they're loaded. Then he brought in a lot of con men, professional con men, uh, who maybe take two marks a year. We should point out a mark is someone who is taken. Mm. My dad, Daddy, he'd call the guys in and, come on in here, um, fellas, uh, I want you to tell uh, my baby here <laughs> how you sold that supermarket in Dallas. <laughs> I'm raising this girl. I got the educator. <laughs> so they told me not only the supermarket, but they sold a bridge in Oklahoma. <laughs> yes. One man said that, you see, you use the white man's bigotry against him. There was a white man in the town who in had... Tulsa. In Tulsa. Who had just exploited all the Indians and the blacks, and if he hated anybody more than Indians, it was blacks. And these two con men went down, they checked him out, and decided to play him against the store. And then, long con, that's when you set it up for two months, maybe, and spend a few thousand dollars. You have cards made, a telephone taken in, a secretary, everything, the whole front. Mm-hmm. One of the guys played very, very ignorant and very shuffling and went up to the man and said, uh, look here, I got a friend who, who owned a piece of land, you know, and uh, see, he got it because he's part Indian. And, uh, <laughs> and that some white man, some Yankee, want to buy that land because it's got a toll bridge on it. <laughs> well, my father's two friends. Okay. They sent for a white con man from New York uh-huh. who came down as the big real estate agent from the North who was interested in buying this land. Mm-hmm. The white Southerner, the Oklahoman, went to the office to talk to this Northern uh, real estate man, realtor. The Northerner said, now, listen, I'm going to get this land for maybe 70000 something like that, because the guy is ignorant, you know. I've checked it out. My office has checked it out. He's got the title clear, you know, when he signs, it's mine. But if you check it out or you raise any kind of dust, the state will become aware of that land and what, that he really owns the property, and they'll move in and confiscate it. So just leave it alone. I'll, we, you and I can work together. Well, the white cracker, the southerner, the Oklahoman, said he knows niggers. You know, that's his attitude. So if this northerner is going to buy it for 70000 He can buy it for less than that. 
get the whole thing. <laughs> At first, the white southerner, the Oklahoman, he was brought to this Indian black American. <laughs> he went to him and he explained that he better have that land and how bad the northern whites were. And he talked about the damn Yankees. And so the shuffling Indian Negro said, well, you know, boss, I'd rather you have this man than that white man for that Yankee. <laughs> so it took some time, and he bought it. For about 50000 That's right. Cash. Cash. And that is not a rare, <laughs> that is not rare. I mean, when I was growing up, I used to know men, very intelligent men, who lived on maybe two marks a year. See, basically you're talking about the stupidity of racism. That's In right. a way, it's almost a metaphor. Of course, yeah. because these men were born before the turn of the century. What a black man could be by 1915, his inability to function was crystallized. He simply had no yeah. way to move. And yet here are men who lived by that intelligence. Suppose, imagine, if that intelligence had been able to be used constructively, that is, more constructively, for the common good. Maya Angelou and Studs Terkel. Studs was on the air on WFMT in Chicago for over 45 years. Just remarkable. You know, we had so much fun putting together the animated version of this episode. You know, check it out at blankonblank.org. Uh, special thanks for the team running the Studs Circle Radio Project for collaborating on this. Listen to the full conversation with Maya Angelou, plus thousands of interviews, you know, crisscrossing American history at studsterkel.org. Amy Drozdowska produced this episode with me. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. And, you know, drop us a note if there's a, an icon that you want to hear in our series. Or tell us if you recorded an interview that we can help bring to life. Send an email to interviews at blankonblank.org. My Angelo, I guess, thank you very much. Thank you, Studs. It's wonderful to see you again. See you keep on keeping on. <laughs> I'll stay on the case. That's <laughs> it. Stay on the case, everybody. Thanks for listening. Until next time.